0: the New Orleans Saints could very well end up with one of the most productive tight end rooms in the NFL in 2023. We got all of that and a little bit of lanyard for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another live episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Every day to all you everydayers out there, don't forget you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss a daily episode. And if you want to keep up to date and get all of the biggest notes, uh, check in one-on-one with me. Take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, and much more. Head over today to com slash Locked On Saints. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. No law on your favorite social media. Your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media. You can find me as the senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site covering the New Orleans Saints every single Tuesday on the Locked On NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some on Locked On Saints. Appreciate everybody for being here for another live episode of Locked On Saints. Whether you're catching the show live or you're catching it later, you know I love you. Thank you very much for being here. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at how tight end versatility changes in offense with an assist from head coach Dennis Allen. We're going to take a look as well at the play of the day and more news and notes from the day as well, but Foster Moreau making an impact for sure. But he wasn't the only tight end making an impact because the entire New Orleans Saints tight end room put on a show. Day six of New Orleans Saints training camp, the Saints second day of padded practices. We were talking about how we wanted to see more from the offensive line and the defensive line and all this other stuff. And you know who stood out? Every single New Orleans Saints tight end. Now, I haven't been doing this very long. This is only my third training camp uh, third NFL training camp, my third season on the beat for a team, really only my second season where I would say on the beat for a team, but this was something very new to me to where I saw not just one player, not just two players, but an entire position group go off in the midst of a practice. And sometimes you see that with quarterbacks, you know, sometimes you see that, that kind of stuff happen, but man, it was just entirely different watching Everybody, Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Lucas Kroll, Taysom Hill, if you want to consider him a tight end, I would put him in there. Jesse James, Jimmy Graham, everybody went off. Everybody, everybody was happy in that tight end room. And um, I felt like it was well-timed because we had just spoken all about in yesterday's episode, the things that tight end coach Clancy Barone are introducing to this New Orleans Saints tight end room and the way that they're practicing and the way that they're varying things up when it comes to the individual drills and keeping everybody on their toes and getting them feeling like they're ready for games and all those other things. I uh, I loved what I saw today, so I'm gonna break down. I'm gonna tell you the highlight for every single one of these tight ends because it was just a wild, wild day. Uh, big, big, big. Thank you, Joanne. Big thank you to everybody for being here. All right, let's take a look. We'll start here. The guy that I consider tight end one for the New Orleans Saints, Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson early on in. Uh, I believe it was team drills. He ran this uh, drag route from up underneath. And Juwan Johnson, one of the things that makes him so special, and and by the way, a drag route, he started over on the left side of the field and then crossed over to the right side of the field, but didn't really get much depth until as he was crossing around. So it's not like he he ran like seven yards upfield and then crossed. He just kind of released and then just went across the field. And as he went across the field, he was gaining a little bit more depth. And juan johnson's release remember he's a former wide receiver right so this is part of what makes juan johnson so good is that he has that sort of wide receiver release package that he can utilize when he's asked to run routes as a tight end and he's got the speed the long stride the big physical body that he's continued to work on and continue to refine and strong hands with some run after catch ability put all of it on display with a toss to him from um from Derek carr this was a fantastic catch and run by juan johnson but it was really that release off the line of scrimmage when he just dusted the defender in front of him who was a, a linebacker that was covering him uh trying to keep up with him downfield uh the next player i'll highlight is uh foster moreau i'm gonna get to his play of the game up next in the next segment because or play of the day because he had no doubt the play of the day um in, in this one but one of the other things that i want to highlight is uh, one of the things that we discussed when the Saints had signed Foss Moreau was the ability to start using things like split zone action, something that Nick Vanette did a lot of to where he would line up on one side of the line of scrimmage. And then after the snap, instead of releasing and going downfield or upfield, rather, he would go under the line of scrimmage behind the line of scrimmage to release to the other side of the field. Th- those are some of the things that we're starting to see from Fossum Moreau. So when we talk about diversify der- diversifying. If, you, if you're looking for a diverse flavor of pies and you need a restaurant for it, diversify. There's your, there's your thing. You're welcome. You can have that. I don't need it. Uh, but when you talk about diversifying your release package, that's a great way to do it because you can kind of get that tight end lost by the linebacker or safety that's trying to guard him behind the line of scrimmage, behind the offensive line, and then get him running scot-free over to the opposite side. So he saw a lot of those different types of bits, but also had the play of the day, which we'll highlight here in a little bit because I want to designate its own time to it. Taysom Hill did his usual, very multiple, very versatile. He got uh, in with Jameis Winston in second team drills uh, to where they alternated who was at quarterback. So you saw him run. He had a really nice run to the right side that would have been you know, a pretty big gain for the New Orleans Saints offense. So we're seeing a lot more of that uh, continue to be worked on in practice and all as well. Uh, Jimmy Graham, another tough catch this time in seven on sevens. He had a tough catch in traffic. And then turned up field. And this is what I've been loving about Jimmy Graham so far. You want to know how Jimmy Graham's feeling and if his body is doing okay at 36 years old back in the New Orleans heat when we were still outside at the time. We were outside for 50 minutes and then we went inside to the Saints, you know, the, the indoor facility. Um, Jimmy Graham in the middle of the heat catches that pass, wraps around, turns up field, and what does he do? Lowers the shoulder again. He's ready to welcome all of the all of the contact that he can get. And that has been such a fun piece to watch, Jimmy Graham, because if there's any concern about his body, his ability to take hits at his age, all these other things, he's showing you right now, nah fam, don't worry about it, I'm Gucci, I'm good, ain't nothing to worry about over here. Uh, We've got Lucas Kroll here running some more split zone action as well and showing some strong hands in the receiving game, coming across on a crosser, boom, right into those hands. It's one of the things that you love about Lucas Kroll is that he's got this really, really fantastic... um, really, really fantastic, uh, catch radius, you know, so you can kind of put the ball anywhere around him, but he gets a free release up the seam every now and then the quarterbacks are looking for him there. He's catching these passes, all hands, not taking stuff into his body, just a little bit of a polished receiver. Do you want to see him come along a little bit further as a pass blocker or run blocker, whatever that might be. But Dennis Allen feels very comfortable about that and where these guys are. So Lucas crawl, taking some good steps forward. And then Jesse James had a big old catch down the left sideline. This one came from Jake Hayner. Uh, this one was two closing defenders closing in on top of him. It was Smoke Monday and Jordan Howden. So, two guys that are ready to either uh, get involved in there or bring the boom. I mean, you know, Smoke Monday is a big hitter. So, uh, Jesse James was in a situation there to where he could have lost concentration on the football, maybe anticipated, heard the footsteps a little bit, got a little bit nervous about it. But instead, He ends up making that catch, big catch down that left sideline. So you're seeing every single one of these guys, from the young guys in Lucas Kroll to the sort of um, proven yet still promising, right? Still some ceiling that they haven't reached yet, still a ceiling that they haven't reached yet in Juwan Johnson and Foster Moreau. And then, of course, the veteran guys like uh, Jimmy Graham and Jesse James all making plays. Taysom Hill doing his thing in his own area. So this was really cool. This was really unique for me. This was very, very new for me to see an entire position group just ball out all throughout camp from minute one to minute, you know, whatever it was, 120 or whatever. Uh, So really, really cool stuff to see. Next, I want to take a look at Foster Moreau's big play because there's two things I want to highlight about it. I want to highlight Foster Moreau's performance, but I also want to highlight that Foster Moreau's big catch came from Jameis Winston at quarterback. So you've heard me say Derek Carr you've heard me say Jameis Winston, you've heard me say Jake Hayner. So there's two pieces to that, and we're going to get to all of that as we continue on about why this is all important, why each quarterback being able to deliver is important, and why every tight end being able to deliver in a multitude of ways changes the way New Orleans Saints play offense. But first, play of the day by Foster Moreau. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you the best fantasy football advice every week, all season long. So whether you're prepping for your drafts or you're scouring the waiver wire, we're going to provide you with the players that will be a perfect fit for your roster. So with draft prep underway, time to take a look at who Vinny has selected as eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. So if you're looking To park that elite running back into your fantasy football garage after the first half dozen options of the top players at the position have been taken off the lot, expect Detroit Lions rookie running back Jameer Gibbs to be a roaring engine as he takes the lead role in an overhauled backfield. The real first round pick is a steal at RB. Two, possessing the talent and the pedigree to deliver big, immediate results in a loaded offense. Vinny Iyer of Locked On Fantasy Football is here to help you win your fantasy football championship. And eBay Motors knows that when it comes to a championship team, the players being the perfect fit are the most important part. And the same goes for your Vehicle With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly, whether you need air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car because eBay's Guaranteed Fit helps you make sure that you understand exactly what you need for your vehicle the very first time time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC and say goodbye to sweating if your ride just needs a little fixing up because now you'll be able to be set up for success from the get-go with eBay guaranteed fit. Everything that your vehicle needs is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, find the right part, the right fit and the right prices all at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to US customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Big thank you once again to all of those of you who are making Locked on Saints your everyday rhythm. We appreciate you being here for making us your first listen of the day, every day. All right, so we're breaking down how these tight ends have been just just balled out, absolutely, during uh, during today's practice on Tuesday. And kind of how unique it is to just watch an entire skill position group just go off, literally every single player making plays. Uh, But the thing that I want to highlight next is specifically what Foster Moreau did and why it's important. There's kind of a a couple of levels and layers to this. So I'm going to try to break this down. The the first one and the biggest takeaway is that uh, a lot of folks kind of looked at Foster Moreau coming into New Orleans with the right lens, right? Not only around the, the, the Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis and him coming to the team and, and the story behind it, right? Leave the story. I don't want to leave the story alone because it's an incredible story, but leave aside the story and and focus on what's happening on the field. Everybody kind of had a good idea of what it is that Fosmer was going to bring to you. He brought to you versatility. He could be a solid blocker for you. He could be a good pass catcher for you for certain. And of course he had the chemistry with Derek Carr. So I do think that you're seeing all of that. But When it comes to a play like what we saw today, maybe we can start to tick up a little bit of the Foster Moreau productivity. And I still feel very, very solid that Juwan Johnson is the tight end one in the building, but we could be closer to watching a tight end 1A and a tight end 1B when it comes to Juwan Johnson, as well as Foster Moreau. And this moment was a big one. He and JT Gray locked horns, Down the right sideline, and a great toss from Jameis Winston over the top, really well placed. And the only thing that Foss Moreau had to do was go up and get it. And Foss Moreau went up and got that thing. I mean, he went up over JT Gray, made that catch, came down. He and JT Gray were still twisted up, still tied up, and he still comes up with the big play, jumps up big time, celebrating. Everybody was pumped. It was a fantastic play. At the end of the day, okay. So uh, when I highlight this, I want to highlight Foster Moreau's fantastic individual performance. With that, the other thing that I want to highlight is the quarterbacks. I mentioned that you saw a great play from Juwan Johnson on a throw from Derek Carr. You saw a great play from Jesse James on a throw from Jake Hayner, and then you saw this great play on a throw on a uh, from from Foster Moreau on a throw from. Jameis Winston. This helps to illustrate the point that I was talking about yesterday in terms of every, all three of these quarterbacks can make these NFL throws all over the field. And that means that none of these tight ends, whether you're the proven guys in Juwan Johnson and Foster Moreau, whether you're the veteran guy coming in trying to, you know, reclaim glory and, and hold on to and grab a roster spot in Jimmy Graham, which I'm getting more and more convinced that Jimmy Graham makes this roster. 86% of our audience tonight believes that Jimmy Graham will make the New Orleans Saints 53-man roster. Let me know what you think. Will he be on the initial 53-man roster? Yes or no? Or maybe you're a journeyman guy who had a really solid start to his career, had to change teams in a couple different places, but hasn't really gotten an opportunity to re-catch rather than re-catch fire, and is now looking to do it in a tight end friendly system and offense like Jesse James. Well, if you want to be able to prove that you've got to be, or or you want to be able to to, to be in the opportunity to prove that you have to make sure that you're making the most of your reps with the top quarterback, because that's going to present with you the greatest opportunities to be able to make those plays. That's not the case in New Orleans Saints training camp, because whether you're Derek Carr, whether you're Jameis Winston, whether you're uh, Jake Hayner, you can make the throws. So these guys can take advantage of minutes one through, through 120 throughout practice because of the fact that all three quarterbacks are able to make it work. The other piece of that is that all of these tight ends are able to make it work. And they do a lot. They run block. They pass block. They pass catch. They're involved in play action. They chip and release. They're doing these split zone action releases out of the backfield. They, some players, some of them can line up out of the backfield, run routes from the backfield. That changes the way that an offense works. We're going to break that down here in a moment. But I think the thing that I really love about all this is being able to really see just how deep this room is. One of the things that I mentioned when the Saints got Foss Row is that this was the best that the New Orleans Saints were going to be at tight end since Jimmy Graham was in the building. And now Jimmy Graham's back in the building and a part of that. But even before that, that was part of the conversation today. And especially watching these guys perform with Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, and Jake Hayner. Uh, Taysom Hill took snaps at quarterback as well. He just didn't throw, right? A lot of the, when, when Taysom Hill's taking snaps at quarterback in training camp, it's usually a lot of run uh, as opposed to the, you know, getting him throwing. So I don't want to like leave him out of the conversation. It's just that he didn't throw passes today. But the fact that they're making it happen and making it work with all three of these quarterbacks that are getting the opportunity to throw in Saints training camp is humongous for them and gives them a real opportunity to be able to continue to prove, continue to develop in some cases like Lucas Kroll, and then also continue to realize just how high their ceiling is, especially in cases like Juwan Johnson and Foss Moreau, and to an extent, Jimmy Graham too, because Jimmy Graham is coming in at 36 years old. He'll be 37 by the time the season starts. What is his ceiling? I think that's something he wants to figure out. I think that's something that the Saints want to figure out. And that's certainly something that the Saints fans want to figure out as well. We're getting closer and closer to being able to see that. All right. A couple of other things that I want to highlight real quick, just to give you a couple of extra notes. I want to make sure that I mentioned that Isaiah Had a really uh, pretty solid day today, one of the more solid days we've seen from him. We knew that that gap was going to start to close up eventually as the rookies kind of start to hit their stride. I asked him today, what are the things that you believe that you have shown that you are developing or affirm that you've been able to do? Uh, He mentioned being a good run defender, which is kind of priority number one for the Saints defensive line, especially the technique that they're asking Isaiah Foskey to play. He's playing a run first technique, not a pass rush technique right now in training camp. That's just part of learning a new technique. Uh, And he also mentioned that getting to defend Taysom helps him in terms of the idea of being able to defend some of these mobile quarterbacks that might be out there as well. So there are a a bunch of other things. Uh, J4, yes, this is live. Um, Also want to highlight Brian Brzee. I asked Eric McCoy today, what is the biggest surprise about rookie Brian Brzee? And he said, when you look at the way that that guy is built in terms of his body type, you don't expect you expect to be more of a power guy than a finesse guy. So he was really impressed by his athleticism. He was also—it is very live. Uh, it, he was also very, very impressed by the fact that he has a move set that is maybe more expansive than you would expect for a rookie that's coming in. And so, what he means by a move set is just how many different the sort of variety of pass rushing moves that he has. And so, I asked him very specifically, what about Brian Brzee's ability to tie some of those moves together, right? To be able to string some of those moves together. And McCoy was like, yeah, I think that's maybe one of the things that he does that is most impressive is that he has an expansive moveset and he's able to string some of those together. So he's got punch, counter punch type stuff there as well. So, all right. So that gives us our play of the day. Couple of extra notes. I'll mention too that Blake Groupie went seven of eight today, missed one of his field goals. So right now he and uh Will Lutz continue to be um neck and neck. So that just gives you a couple of other extra notes. We'll have some more practice notes in tomorrow morning's episodes as well, as we continue on with our um as we continue on with the way that we look at our two-a-days moving forward. Coming up next, though, why does a diverse skill set amongst or a diverse room of tight ends? Impact in offense. We're going to break down exactly how that happens as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On Saints, but a locked on podcast network, your team every day. Let's get it, family. Continuing on and wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints. How is it that a tight end or a versatile and multiple and diverse tight end room, how does that impact the New Orleans Saints offense or any New Orleans Saints offense? So there's a couple things that I want to highlight here. In terms of what I mean by this, and I might have some notes. <laughs> um, so, the thing that I look at when, I, when, when Dennis Allen, and, and we've heard this from a few different people. Uh, Juwan Johnson has spoken about it. Um, Foss Moreau has spoken about it. Dennis Allen spoke about it today. Versatility, flexibility, multiplicity, um, diversity. These are all the words that have been used to describe the tight end room. And they mean in terms of skill set, right? Like, there's a lot of these guys that could do a bunch of different things as opposed to you know one tight end being good at this thing and then one tight end being good at this thing and then one tight end being good at this thing. They're a little bit less specialized in that way. And you've got a guy like jo- Juwan Johnson who's improved as a run blocker and is a great pass catcher. You've got a guy like Foss Moreau who's a good pass blocker and is improving as a run blocker but is a good, um, is a good pass catcher as well. You've got a guy like Jesse James who's a solid blocker and maybe isn't the pass catcher that he once was but is looking to reignite that in his game, a guy like Lucas Kroll developing as a blocker, but you already know that he's a good pass catcher. So every one of them can catch passes, but, you know, having guys that are good in the run game, you know, serviceable in the passing game, uh, when they're even not a target. Some of these guys that are really good pass blockers and and pretty steady run blockers. This is what we mean by versatility. And so when we look at how that ends up impacting an offense, we want to consider this. And this brings us back to really one of the things that Dennis Allen talked about with the safeties. In Tyra Matthew and Marcus May, when they brought both of those guys here to New Orleans last year, is that it allows you to disguise. You could have Tyra Matthew down on the box and then Marcus May, you know, looking, showing a single high look. But then at the snap, you could have Marcus May split to one half of the field and then have Tyra Matthew drop back to the other half of the field. You've shown that you're in a cover one situation or a middle of the field closed situation, meaning that there's a defender in the middle of the field, but then you rotate to a middle of the field open split safety look, meaning that there's you know, no safety right in the middle of the field. And instead two safeties are sharing the length of the field or the, the width of the field, excuse me. So think about that in terms of where you can find versatility over on the defensive side. And then how do you present and utilize versatility over on the offensive side? And it's more than just a guy like Taysom Hill, who is versatile in that he can throw, throw the ball. He can, he can pass and he can pass. Uh, he can run. He can catch. He can do all these other things. He plays special teams. It's more than just that though. It's what is your what is the look? What is the look when you're in an obvious run situation and you're going to run the ball? If you only have one good blocking tight end in the run game, that guy's probably going to be on the field. So that could potentially signal to the defense if they see that tight end and this is this is the example that Dennis Allen used in response to my question earlier is that if you see a tight end in the game who is a quintessential run blocker and that's all that he does, trying to think back to an example. There haven't really been a ton in the New Orleans Saints uh, history, but, you know, the Anthony Ferksers of the world or whatever, um, who are are solid blockers, but then don't really do much else. Then as a defense, you'll see that and say, okay, you're going to send out your heavy set. You're going to have your three linebackers on the field and you're ready to match up and, and defend the run. Whereas if you're, you know, Kyle Pitts or you're the Atlanta Falcons and you put Kyle Pitts in there, Kyle Pitts ain't blocking nobody. like ever. Like ever. And so you're going to have your nickel set out there. You're going to have your dime set out there. You're going to be ready for a passing situation. So it telegraphs to the defense what it is that you're doing. You can't disguise that way. But if you have a guy like Jawan Johnson who can block and who can catch, and you have a guy like Foss and Rowe who can block and who can catch, you can have either one of those guys out there, whether it's first and 10, second and five, third and one, and no one knows just based on the personnel set that you're utilizing and the deployment of that tight end, what you're doing. As an offense, there's still a little bit of mystery there because you have to respect the fact that he can block and you have to respect the fact that he can run a route and catch a pass. Now, here's the other piece. Think about 12 personnel. And this is something that Marlon Favre and I were just talking about not too long ago. And we saw this last year where the Saints ran a lot of 12 personnel, meaning one running back and two tight ends on the field. But a lot of that might've had to do with A, how you classify Taysom Hill on the field, right? Even when he's under center, whatever, you know, or wherever he's lined up. Do you call him a receiver, wide receiver, if he's lined up out wide, or do you still call him a tight end that's simply lined up out wide, all that, uh, and also all the injuries that they were dealing with? This year, I think that the Saints will intentionally go in using a lot of 12 personnel, two tight end sets, where you have run two, one running back, two tight ends, and two wide receivers, because who's to say if that's a run formation or a passing personnel? And- usual standard offenses around the NFL, having two tight ends on the field might be an immediate signifier. Oh, they're ready to run the ball. But in New Orleans, because Foster Moreau can catch and Foster Moreau can block and Juwan Johnson can catch and Juwan Johnson can block. Lucas Kroll hopefully by then has solidified and proven himself as a blocker, but can also catch Jesse James. Jimmy Graham's never really been much of a blocker, but that's okay. You're probably looking at him more for red zone deployment anyway. And if nothing else, he distracts and pulls safeties down and grabs the attention of some of these other players, all those other things, um, you have a real opportunity to disguise your offense. where You can run out of these heavy sets and attack the middle of the field. That's what tight ends are there for. Tight ends are there to help you attack the middle of the field. And Derek Carr loves attacking the middle of the field and especially loves doing that with the tight ends on his team. So that's the other reason. And that's the way that you see this New Orleans Saints offense, or any offense around the NFL, be massively aided, changed, guided, directed, however it is that you want to look at it, designed and disguised by having those versatile tight ends on the field. And so when you have a performance like today with Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Taysom Hill, Lucas Kroll, uh, Jesse James, and Jimmy Graham, in no particular order, all making these big plays, It shows you, okay, they can go out there and they all have to be respected as pass catchers and as playmakers, but can also sit back and open up lanes for your other playmakers. Because Jesse James, heck of a block, sealing the edge just yesterday on a Kendra Miller run. Juwan Johnson, heck of a block, sealing the edge and making sure that, that Taysom Hill had a means to get around the edge in one of the first practices in which Taysom Hill was utilized under center. Uh, Foster Moreau and Brian Edwards both of the former Raiders just a few days ago in front of all the fans same thing blocking and and sealing off a gap for Taysom Hill to be able to run so you have to be able to respect the versatility you got to be able to respect the game that all of these guys are able to play and the way that they can serve this offense and contribute to this offense it is massive for the New Orleans Saints and the way that their offense will be able to be disguised utilized distributed game planned and play called in 2023 and if there's anything you want to see get better one thing you want to see get better from last year i'll say two things it's play calling and it's execution but because of the execution of this position room because of the execution of this position group it's going to make play calling a lot easier a lot more disguised a lot less obvious and a lot more impactful and innovative going into 2023 so there you go Tight ends, they're getting it done here in New Orleans. All right, y'all, I appreciate you very much for being here for another exciting episode of Locked On Saints. I've got a lot more notes from today's training camp, including more rookies. How do all How do they all perform? I'll uh, give you a little bit more detail on Brian Brzee, Isaiah Foskey. Put a close eye on Jordan Howden as well. I'll tell you why he or what, exactly what it is that I'd like to see him do a little bit better next time. Got all that coming up for you in tomorrow morning's episode as we continue rolling with our two a days here on Locked on Saints. I appreciate you as always, y'all, for being here live or catching the show later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to support the show. We're having a wonderful time and a fantastic, fantastic go uh, here on Locked on Saints. And I'm having a blast being able to do this with all of y'all. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for checking out the show. I appreciate you as always for making Locked on Saints. All you everydayers out there, your first listen of the day, every day. And I thank you very much for making us a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite socials at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at. You.